Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We believe that every person has a unique message which can positively impact the world. Now, on this podcast, your host, veteran radio personality Jennifer Longworth, encourages entrepreneurs to share not only their expertise, but their stories and their hearts. You're going to love this show. You're going to hear real stories from real people on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So let's go. So when women step out of that role that people expect them to have and act like men do, then that's when those labels come out. Mm. And part of what I'm explaining in my book is that it's a yin and a yang, really. I'm Jennifer Longworth, and today's Thoughtful Entrepreneur is Christina Carballo-Perlman, MD. She's been a physician for 30-plus years and has seen how society continues to devalue women both at work and at home. Her motivation to write female empowering books derives from wanting to help women who have experienced similar situations. Her aim is to empower women, not to make them into little men. She lives in Scottsdale with her husband, a retired physician. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So your book is The New Working Woman's Revolution, calling all women from glass slipper to glass ceiling. So I'm thinking that you've had some experiences in your life that have made you go, wait, 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 wait. I'm sensing inequality in the workplace, eh? Yes. There have been many instances all the way from pre-med when an advisor said to me, well, why do you want to go become a doctor? I enjoy medicine. I want to help others. And he looked at me and said, well, why don't you just become a nurse? And that was in the 70s when women were still struggling to find a place um, other than those types of jobs, nursing and teaching and secretarial jobs, et cetera. And when I was in medical school, it was between 30 to 50% were enrolling as women in the classes. And yet, we are still in a very patriarchal, male-dominated profession as women. But in all careers, women are still behind the eight ball. And even in careers where the woman in nursing has certainly progressed from what I was asked, to be before to what they are able to do now, even in the nursing profession where women still dominate in numbers, men are the within that profession are the ones that are getting uh, higher paying jobs, the uh, administrative positions, um, the leadership positions, and women are still left behind in the dust. So there are many reasons I've written these books, a lot from the experience from the very beginning to my first year as an attending where a a surgeon who I was consulting on a patient told me not to worry my pretty little head about the patient, something he would never say to a male colleague. And it has continued on and on in experiences through my, my career. Yes, that's why I wanted to write these books. So we see this in all sorts of industries. I've worked in a workplace and there was two of us women and the rest were men. And if we had a suggestion, it didn't matter. But if one of the guys said it, all of a sudden it was the most brilliant idea ever. It's like, wait a minute, guys, hold up. We just said that. Like, we just just said that. What? So even little things like that, you know, sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not obvious, but it's definitely something that we as women all struggle with and kind of have to 
come together. And I like what you said in the bio you gave me that not to turn us into little men, you know, not to just do what they do just because that's, you know, what we're expected of us, but to really empower us to be our own people. Right. And to be our own business person, be be our own professionals. Like, hey, you're a physician and that's what you are. You don't have to be I'm a woman friends. You're a physician, just like the other guy down there, Dr. Jones. Yeah. You know right. you're still as good as him. And and the little man uh comment comes from women being called bossy or bitchy or too aggressive. And sociologists have really described two different characteristics between men and women where women tend to have communal traits. And men tend to have what they call, what sociologists label as agentic traits. And those traits are leaders, go-getters, not team players, essentially, wanting to lead the pack, whereas women with their communal traits are more team-building, encompassing, compassionate, empathy. So when women step out of that role that people expect them to have and act like men do, then that's when those labels come out. Mm. And part of what I'm explaining in my book is that it's a yin and a yang, really. You have to integrate all the attributes to of that will not only show the confidence, not as aggressive, but confidence, but with team building and humility and respect that will help women be seen for the power, like you said, that they have to make a difference in the world. So what can we do about this? Does your book tell us what we need to do? The book has a pathway for personal achievement of empowerment, not only in your pers- in the woman's personal life, but in the professional life. And I find that there are 11 attributes that help women become empowered. And I list each of them and explain how they work and how you can help them uh, flourish in yourself. The other piece is that women in corporate America need to feel that the HR department encompasses not just a a corporate social responsibility where that corporation tells the world what they represent, but also an internal corporate social responsibility where they also treat their employees very well and equally. And so much of that, what happened in the Me Too revolution would be prevented if there was true corporate internal social responsibility where social, verbal, physical abuse would simply not be allowed. So I talk about those issues in my book and how women can not only empower themselves, but work and find the places to work where they their empowerment is seen as um, a plus and not a negative. So you've been in the medical profession for over 30 years, and now you're like, hey, I want to write a book about women's empowerment. Where was the jump in that? I feel that I needed to get the word out. I I think it all started when, um, because my first book, my first book was really on women empowerment, not um, just in medicine, but it started with Fifty Shades of Grey when that was published. And I felt, how is it that women are allowing it to be okay to be subservient. And many women answered me back saying, you know, those are that's our choice. And yet I say, if it's in your personal life and you make that a choice, it's an easy spill into your professional life. Yeah. Where what happened to our equal rights movement? 
We have no protection in the Constitution as women. The ERA has not been ratified into the Constitution. We're the only developed country with a Constitution that has no women protection in it. And what we grew up with our mothers being the bra burners and women's lib and Gloria Steinem, what happened to all of that? I remember those days and we just let it go. And I felt I needed to bring that voice back and not just myself. It's obvious that that is happening nationwide. It's happening. You know, kind of getting our attention and saying, hey, we need to do something. We got to stand up for ourselves. Yes. You know, how how do you think we keep or why did we fall back into that? Like you're saying, where did that go? Where did the Rosie the Braveters go? What happened? I don't know. I think because we got complacent. You know, early on, of course, we we got the votes and then we were allowed to go into medicine and become uh, potentially uh, members of the board or even potentially achieve a CEO status and women were allowed to work. And so because of that, we've let things go like, oh, well, we're we have that equality. We we can work like the men do. So we sh- we're fine. And, you know, women have said that to me. They've said, I read your book, but we don't need this. We, I mean, we're equal. Well, we're not. We have no protection. They're trying to keep passing laws for equal pay, for no harassment at work. But if we pass the ERA, those become federal, federal offenses. So we don't need laws. We need a one amendment ratified that protects us in the Constitution. And we are not protected. The majority of all careers were about 33% less salary than men doing the same work. How is that okay? That still blows my mind that in 2019, we still have that problem. You know, it's like, but we've known about this for so long. Why is it still like Uh, that? (laughs) I don't understand it either. I really, really don't. So what do you think is the difference between women's empowerment and women in power power implies that you're over something that you have dominion or power over others and i do believe that empowerment encompasses that um, team building acknowledging others respect of others that powerful quote powerful people or people in quote power may not always demonstrate. And I feel empowerment is a much stronger and more a word that really encompasses how we can succeed and lead and eventually shatter that glass ceiling, whether it's our own personal glass ceiling at home or a glass ceiling at work that we want to shatter. So now as an author, you're coming from being a medical doctor, doing the physician things, and now you're an author. What have you seen along this journey of becoming an author that maybe surprised you as far as it being a full-time job? Well, um, certainly the marketing and PR is something that I initially didn't um, anticipate. You think, oh, I write a book, people will buy it because it's an interesting (laughs) read. Of course. But, you know, it's why would Joe Blow buy my book who may not know me? And it's hard. That part of it, you know, as physicians, we 
we heal, we're there to treat and heal. Patients come to us. Now I have to go to the readers and say, hey, guys, look at this. This is really important. And that's the part I have trouble. I'm not a salesperson. And that's the hard, that's, I think, become the hardest part. But I'm learning. And I think coming, being able to talk um, with folks like you and shows like this and help people understand why I wrote what I've written and how it might help them in their lives. So kind of turning the rolls on your head, I thought that was interesting. You're like, well, as patients, they all came to me. And now I have to go out and find these people. Wait, 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 what? what? Has, so what have you done to kind of help yourself adjust to that? Podcasts like yours are very important. Social media, of course, is the, the new PR machine. And, and being out there, commenting, blogs, helping even with um, free advice with um, people being able to connect, those are all important forums. I I believe that um, if I can get on a speaking kind of tour where I can actually speak to larger groups of women, that would certainly help bring light to my books too. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's a hard journey for anyone who wants to do this. It's not an easy, it's not easy. Well, we all have a the dream of writing a book. Some of us, the great American novels. Some of us, our memoirs. Some of us just want to do some fancy research thing. But it's a lot more work than it turns out. Did you go with a publisher or did you choose to self-publish? Uh, self-publish. Um, I think it gives you more control within the, the creative process of um, book covers and, and the interior and finding people who can help you. So I self-published with, of course, you know, hiring an editor and a, a cover design and finding a publisher and uh, is extremely difficult. And a lot of, of the traditional authors say self-publishing is really the way to go. And many of the traditional authors are going that route themselves. So, Christina, right. what advice do you have for the thoughtful entrepreneur who is listening? buy my book. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of course. Of course. But it does have really good advice in terms of helping someone starting out fresh or even a seasoned career person to help them become even more empowered at work. And I really strongly suggest folks to look if they um, are hired by a corporation or are looking to be hired by a certain corporation to look within that corporation and make sure there is a very robust internal social responsibility part of that corporation where HR really isn't there just to document problems, but actually helps with having people causing problems to have consequences and and protecting you as an employee. Those would be my two strongest things to, to really give out as advice. So if people want to buy this book, tell us a little bit about it. What's the name again and how can we find it? It can be found on Amazon.com um, and as well as uh, any of the other online uh, uh, retailers, Barnes & Noble, uh, for instance. And on Amazon.com, um, just typing the title, The New Working Woman's Revolution, you'll find it. It's also under my author page there. Um, which is amazon.com 
slash author slash CC Perlman MD. And also on my website, Christina without an H, C R I S T I N A, Perlman, P E R E L M A N dot com. And all my books are there and you can sign up. Um, and I'd love to chat with folks and, and get their uh, opinions of the book or ideas or whatever. If I'm available for speaking engagements, I'm easily um, found. So please don't hesitate to contact me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Christina. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, please do us a favor. If you like the guest that was just interviewed, would you share this episode on social media? And in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe, binge listen to our previous episodes, and we'll send you the next episode automatically. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Revolution.